Masechet Nedarim Daftet Zayin at the Mishnah. Uh, we're now going to introduce a, a series of examples regarding a Shavuah, parallel to the previous Mishnah, which had these same examples in the context of a Neder. So if a person says, Shavuah She'eni Yashen, She'eni Medaber, She'eni Mehalech Asur, someone makes a language of a Shavuah and prohibits himself, that says, I'm not going to sleep, or I will not uh, speak, or I will not walk, those are valid uh, shivuot, and the person may not do that. Uh, this is different from a neder because while a neder you cannot make on an action, a neder has to be on an object, and so the Talmud before had to explain uh, that it's, these are only dirabanan, or he says it regarding the object of his eye, that my eye will not uh, have any sleep. Uh, but for a shivuah, that's perfectly fine because shivuah goes on the person, an action that I will do uh, or will not do. Any of those are totally valid shivuot, so these would be perfectly legitimate deoraita obligations not to sleep, not to speak, and not to walk. Now, the next set of uh, formulas are ambiguous. Our korban lo ochal lecha. Ha korban she ochal lecha. Lo korban lo ochal lecha mutar. These three examples are all permitted. They do not make a binding, not a shivuah and not a neder. The reason why they do not make a binding shivuah is because it doesn't have a language of a shivuah. A shivuah has to be made in God's name or something that refer, references God's name, like the uh, the names that are referred to in the Torah, as we saw. But the word korban is not one of them. That does not make a shivuah. Uh, so, okay, this is a language of a neder. A neder means if something will be prohibited like a korban. Uh, but there's a problem with each of these formulas. If I say korban, by which he means like a korban, uh, prohibited like a korban, that which I will not eat from you. Well, that's fine. What I don't eat, what I don't eat of yours, will be prohibited. But what I do eat is totally fine. So that doesn't ca- create a prohibition. If he says ha korban sheochal lecha, the korban or this korban of what uh, from what I will eat from you, then this language is understood to be by the life of the korban uh, that I will um, that I will eat of yours. But that does not make a binding shivua. You have to say either like a korban or just korban, but if he say ha korban as two words, we saw earlier that that just means by the life of the korban and does not effectuate anything. And if he says lo korban, lo ochalecha, not what I do not eat from you will not be a korban. So that just means that, well, what I do not eat from you will be permitted because it's not a korban. Uh, but we are not going to make an inference from here that what I do eat from you will be a korban. Uh, as we're going to see, this would be the opinion of Rabbi Meir, who does not infer a positive from a negative. All right, that's the Mishnah. And now let's analyze. Mani matnitin. Who would be the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi Meir here. It's got to be Rabbi Meir. Te'i Rabbi Yehuda. Lashane le korban. Velashane le hakorban. If it was Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda only says that a vow is binding. If you say ke korban, you have to say this bread will be like a korban. Uh, but if you say ha korban or just korban or ha korban is two words or one word, Rabbi Uda makes no distinction between any of those. And so this um, second line where he says ha korban, that of what I eat from you, that that is not good. It sounds like if he 
left off the ha and just said korban sheochalecha, right? Prohibited to me is what I will eat from you. Well, then that would be a binding vow. And that's true according to the Bimeir. It's not true according to the Biuda. The Biuda says with or without the ha, it would still not be good. So we can infer from here that the author is not a Biuda. Is it In the Sefa says La Korban. Now, our text says La Korban as two words. Here it's being cited as La Korban as one word, and this does make a difference. But we have to remember that this was transmitted orally, in which you can't see if it's one word or two words. It sounds the same. Okay, so we will clarify this in a second, but right now we're assuming that the Mishnah says as one word, la korban lo ochalecha, and that is permitted um, because that just means what I do not eat from you um, will be a korban. And uh, we asked, vehatenan le korban lo ochalecha, ribimeir osed. And this is a contradiction to another Mishnah that says the same phrase, le korban, I will not eat from you. And bimeir says, Prohibited. So which one is it? Permitted or prohibited? Regarding that Mishnah on 13a, Rabbi Abba explained why to be Meir prohibits. It says because you parse it into two phrases, as a sacrifice, meaning you're this food that you're giving me is like a sacrifice to me. Therefore, comma, I will not eat it. Uh, so since we parse into two phrases, that creates a prohibition. Uh, but here, you just, uh, the, the, in our Mishnah, it says, the exact same phrase, and it says permitted. So which one is it? Um, that for that one, that uh, 13a is a bimeir. It sounds like this one is not a bimeir. But from the, the other paragraph, the previous law, it sounds like it is a bimeir. So we're really confused here. And we answer la kashia hadamar le korban hadamar lo korban de lo have korban ka amar. Uh, so there's no, there's no difficulty. That Mishnah 13a is when he says le korban as one word, as a korban, which you, that, the food that you give me, comma, therefore I'm not going to eat it. That makes sense. Whereas our Mishnah, he says two words, not korban. And that would mean it will not be a korban. And therefore, since he says uh, the phrase not will not be a korban, that which I eat from you, that means it's not prohibited. So it is permitted. And that is uh, therefore per- permitted. And we do not infer the negative from the positive. And so now we resolve the entire Mishnah can in fact be the opinion of the Bimeir. Next Mishnah. Shivua lo ochal lecha. Ha shivua shochal lecha. Lo shivua lo ochal lecha asuhur. These three formulas uh, create a binding shivua. Makes a shivua that I will uh, not eat of yours. He makes a sh- so that makes sense, a shivua, that I will not eat of anything that you have. Uh, but it, also the opposite. Uh, of, what I, uh, that, uh, of what I will eat from you, well, that also makes a, a prohibition. I guess the idea is that a shivua on what I will eat from you, so I'm prohibited uh, from eating that which I otherwise would eat from you. Okay, even though it's opposite uh, language, there still makes a prohibition. 
And also, if he says, not a shivu'ah, of why I will not eat from you, so here we are inferring a positive from a negative. If it is no shivu'ah on what I will not eat from you, then there is a shivu'ah on what I will eat from you. Okay, can this be also to be me'ir? Maybe it's a different author. Maybe to be me'ir would distinguish between a neder and a shivu'ah. All right. Um, now the Gemara is going to ask about this. Uh, the first two phrases. So we see, according to the um, the second the second phrase, the fact that it's included, uh, that means that if one says a shivu'ah of what I will eat from you, the meaning is that I will not eat. Right? A swear about. That which I will eat from you, meaning means a swear that I will not eat from you. Okay, that's what we can see from the second phrase here. Hold on. Now we're going to quote a contradiction from a Mishnah in Masechet Shavuot. Uh, also has a lot of the laws of Shavuot, so we're going to compare it. And there it says, there are two types of Shavuot that are actually doubled as four. So this entire, this there's two different ways of categorizing Shavuot, and altogether that would be four permutations. Here are the four. She'ochal v'she'lo'ochal, she'achalti v'she'lo'achalti. And one can make a swear, this is all the Mishnah there, I will eat or I will not eat. I did eat or I did not eat. So the two ways of categorizing are future and past. One can make a Shavuot on something that he will or will not do in the future, or he can make a Shavuot on history promising that I did eat or I didn't eat. He can also categorize them as positive or negative, so that makes the different four. Now, From the fact that it separates these four different uh, uh, languages, it sounds like there is a parallel between each of them. And since it says that I will not eat, that I ate, that I did not eat, clearly the ones in the past are opposites. Either uh, if I say I did I did not eat, then it has to be true that I did not eat. Shachalti means I did eat. So, so too for the future ones, if I say that I will eat, that means that I am promising that I am going to eat because it's the opposite of right? And so therefore, um, this, uh, according to that Mishnah, means I will eat, whereas according to our Mishnah over here, means I will not eat. Well, how could the same phrase mean opposite things? There's a contradiction between these two Mishnayot. We have a couple of answers. Amar Abaye. Shochal Shetelishonot Mashma Abaye says, yes, it is in fact ambiguous. And it can mean both things. Depends on the context. Let's say you're passing by and your friend comes out and he's pressing you to come and eat. Come inside, right? Come, Fadal, come uh, eat with us. And he and the, the, the person, the guest says, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat, right? Yeah, I'm going to come. Finally, he's pressing so much until the guest says, I promise that I will eat, right? I will come at some point and eat your food, right? I'm going to have something. Um, so in that context, it means that he makes making a swear that he will eat. So that explains why in Mishnah Shavuot, it means, in fact, that he promises that he will eat. But if a person, you know, you're, uh, the guest is over, and he doesn't want to eat, and, and, the, host, uh, uh, and the host is saying, 
you know, come eat. And the guest says, no, I'm not eating anything. I, I, I refuse. I am not eating anything. And then he has to, he, he has to make a final uh, a declarative statement. I'm making a, an, a swear that I will not, I a swear that I will not eat anything. So in that case, if he says, Shavua She'ochal, obviously he means that I'm not going to eat. You can tell on the context what he was saying beforehand. That's what he means. But in fact, this, that phrase, Shavua She'ochal, can mean a swear that I will eat or a swear from that which I will, a swear from eating, a swear that I will eat or a swear that um, from that from eating, um, and that means that he will not eat. Okay, that's Abaye. You have to look at the context, and then you'll know what he means. Rava she'amar she'ochal d'shvuah she'iochal ka'amar. Rava says, no, no, it's not that. It's the person uh, when when it says in the Mishnah that he says she'ochal. Actually, he said something that sounds like. You could see how if a person doesn't pronounce his words so perfectly, could sound like and then maybe that's two words, which means I will not eat. So Rav Asher says that the Mishnah is talking about a case where he enunciated something that actually sounds like he's not going to eat. All right, in Ken Peshita, my lememra, wait a second. If he actually said of Shavuat, that I will not eat, well, then that's obvious that he creates a binding prohibition. He said, I'm, so I swear that I'm not going to eat. So why would I have to even say that in the Mishnah? What's the chidush? Oh, because I might have thought maybe he is just not, not pronouncing himself properly. He blundered, he stuttered. And so he said, and what he meant to say is, and he just mispronounced she'ochal and make it sound she'i'ochal. And I might have thought that since he didn't pronounce it quite correctly and it sounded like she'ochal, then he would not make a prohibition. So kamash malan, that we, um, we follow the, 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 the meaning of the pronunciation. And since he pronounced it she'i ochal, and it sounds enough like she'i ochal, that too is considered a prohibition. All right, so that's Abaye's answer and Rav Asheh's answer. How come they disagree with each other? Abaye lo amar ta'am ke Rav Asheh, de lo katane she'i ochal. Abaye doesn't like Rav Asheh's answer because it doesn't say in the Mishnah that I will not eat. It says she'ochal. It says clearly what he said, she'ochal. It doesn't say he mispronounced. The word he added some some letters in it. Certainly not that he added a whole um, uh, a sentence, a whole word. So Abaya doesn't like the way Rav Asher is inserting uh, those letters. But Rav tam de Abaye, and Rav Asher also does not agree with the reason for Abaye. This is interesting. He says nade like nida to keep away. He keeps away from the reason of Abaye. This is unusual phrase. Uh, this is probably another phrase that is particular to Masechet Nedarim that has this um, different vocabulary from most. Even over here, this is the usual vocabulary. Abayah did not say Tam Kirav but here Rav Asher moved away from the reasoning of Abayah. Why? Kasavad Shelo Ochal Nami Mashma Shete Leshonot. Because according to Rav Asher, even if he says, I will not eat Shavuah of why would I will Shavuah that I will not eat from you, that also is just as ambiguous as Shavuah She'ochal. For example, Hayumisarvin Bole Echol Veamar La Achelna La Achelna 
אבל נמה שבועה, בן שאוכל, בן שלא אוכל, הדן אחר נמשמע דעמד. For example, if uh, the host was pushing the guest to eat, and the guest says, am I not going to eat? Am I not going to eat? Rhetorically, right? Of course I'm going to eat. All right, just give me a minute. And v'amal name, and then he said, a shivu'ah. In that case, whether he said, ben ochal, in that case, it's clear. If he says, shivu'ah, I'm going to eat, clearly means he's going to eat. Or ben shelo achal, or if he said, I'm not going to eat, he means it rhetorically, as he did in the context. So he makes, uh, I make a vow. Am I not going to eat? So then it means that he is going to eat. So it does in fact mean it's also ambiguous and that could mean that he can eat. And also the other way. And if someone says uh, that I will not eat, then it could also mean that they're not going to eat. That would be just a straightforward uh, statement. And so therefore, a shivu'ah that I'm not going to eat is just as ambiguous as a shivu'ah that I am going to eat. And our Mishnah did not include examples of both ways. Um, according to, and so according to you, that it's, it's saying this because ambiguous and using that to resolve the contradiction between Mishnah shivu'ah and Mishnah here, um, because uh, uh, it, could be, it could mean yes, shivu'ah could mean a positive or a negative, well then it should also include in our Mishnah here, because that is also ambiguous, and it doesn't. Rather, the Tana made it very clear, this is the one in Shavuot, that that I will eat means that I will eat. And if I make a vow that I will not eat, that only means I will not eat. And that that's why Rav Asher prefers his answer that here in our Mishnah, where uh, the, the the problem is that he said it in a way that sounds like she'yo ochal, and that's the reason why when he says she'shevuah she'ochal lecha, because it sounds like he said she'yochal lecha, that is the reason for the prohibition. All right, that concludes that Mishnah, and then we go to the next one, a Mishnah that we've already made some reference to. Zechomer b'shivuot mibenedarim, period. That, which is referring, we referred to above, is how a shivuah is more stringent than a neder. The Gemara will uh, clarify which uh, what halacha above this applies to. But then vechomer benedarim and bebeshivuot. On the other hand, there is a stringency in nedarim that um, is uh, greater than shivuot. Cases where a neder will apply and a shivuah will not apply. Kesad, Amar konam suka shani ose, lulav shani notel, tefilin shani meniach, benedarim asur, bishivuot mutar, shenishbain lavor ala misvot. If he says konam, which means like a korban, this suka, that I will do it, doesn't mean make it here, it means that I will perform the mitzvah, that I will enter this suka. He says as a neder, this suka is prohibited to me uh, as a korban. That makes a prohibition. He can't go in that sukkah um, or any sukkah. If he says any sukkah prohibited to me, no good. Lulav, as Shani Notel, I am a, a, a lulav that I will take. 
is prohibited to me like a korban. Then he cannot take a lulav or a tefillin that I will put on is prohibited to me like a korban. In all these cases, he's prohibited from doing these mitzvot. And it does apply. The reason is because, yeah, while you can't make yourself prohibited, to do a mitzvah, but here the uh, the prohibition is on the item. He's just saying this item is prohibited to me, and therefore it works. Whereas if he says it in the language of Shavuah, I will not uh, uh, go into a sukkah, I will not take ulav, I will not put on tefillin, that does not work because a person is already obligated from the Torah to do all these three things, and therefore he has no right, no ability to uh, take upon himself a prohibition to do these very things that he's commanded to do. Good. Now, we ask on that first line, Homer, miklal is there really a stringent a stringency see here of a shivwa over a neder? That would imply that there is even an existence of a neder, uh, or even in potential. But here it just says mutar. In other words, if uh, that's just like, is it really a shivwa over a neder? Um, if you look at the clause here, the very pre the immediately previously clause of this statement, well, that was about this korban lo lach, and now we said is mutar and does not create a shivua, nor does it create a neder. So there is no neder, there is no shivua. So you can't say about this that this is a stringency of a shivua over a neder. It doesn't have anything. Uh, rather, uh, here's what we mean: asefad idach ba'bakatane shivua she'eni yashen she'eni medaber she'eni mahalech asur zechomer ba'shivot ba'nedarim. Now, rather, it's going on the last clause of the previous section. Although we started off our uh, daf today with this phrase, actually, if you look beforehand, this uh, the Gemara is now considering this to be the end of the previous Mishnah. And uh, there, if someone makes a neder uh, that he's not going to sleep, it actually does not apply um, because that's about an action, not about a thing. And so that would apply only midrabanan, as Ravina explained, or oh, we have to change the formulation. Uh, so therefore, that neder does not apply because it's about an action. Whereas if it's a shivu'ah, then that does apply. Asur midoraita. So that's what we're talking about here in our Mishnah when it says the previous example was where shivu'ah. Uh, is more inclusive than a neder. Good. Uh, next. It's referring to those three items where a shivu on an action it does apply, but a neder on an action does not apply. Okay. Okay. Now regarding the rest of the Mishnah that shows that a neder can uh, be effective on the object of a mitzvah, whereas a shivua does not and cannot apply on the action of a mitzvah. Rav Kahana Matne Amar Rav Gidel Amarav. Rav Tivyomi Matne Amar Rav Gidel Amar Shemuel. There's two versions of who said the following statement. Both versions, Rav Gidel says it. Question is, did he say in the name of Rav or did he say in the name of Shemuel? What's the source that you cannot make a shivua to violate a commandment? Because the Pasuk says, His word shall not be profaned. That means my own word. Uh, if I say, I'm not going to eat 
I'm going to exercise. So that's just my word. It's not a commandment. And that word is binding and I cannot profane it. But um, if it's chesef shamayim, if it's something to do a mitzvah or to violate a mitzvah, well then that, I can profane, profane my word. If I went against the mitzvah, then my word should be profaned. I should not do the vow. I should do the mitzvah. That's where we learned it from. Okay, hold on. You're quoting the same, the very same pasuk says, here's the pasuk in context. So the very same pasuk includes both neder and shivua. So if you're going to learn from the words that only his uh, words cannot be profaned, but that of Shamayim, if I make something against the mitzvah, can be profaned, and that applies to shivua, well then apply it to a neder also, because it's in the very same pasuk. Uh, so therefore we suggest a new answer uh, the difference is in the language if a person so it's not based on a pasuk uh, but rather, it's based on the language. If a person says, the benefit of a sukkah is prohibited to me, that works because the object is the sukkah. Whereas if a person says, uh, in a language of a shivu'ah, I will not benefit from the sukkah, then the object is on him, and so he cannot take an obligation upon himself, that's against the Torah, but he can impose a prohibition on an object even though that will result in a problem of uh, of uh, performing the mitzvah. Okay, this is built into the nature of neder and shivuah. Rava takes objection to the fact that Abaye added in the word hana'ah, the benefit, uh, the, the, of, of a mitzvah. And he says a really important principle that has many ramifications. He says mitzvot, are they given for pleasure, for benefit? They're not. We perform mitzvot because they were commanded. Hashem said so, so we do it. And it's not so that um, we will have uh, enjoyment from them, we'll have uh, reward from them, that it makes, uh, it makes uh, us happy, uh, fulfilled. Uh, those are nice things, but that's not why they were given. And so if you say that um, the, uh, the, the benefit, the happiness, the joy of the of sukkah should be prohibited to me, well, then that would be perfectly fine to go in the sukkah anyway, because the purpose of the mitzvah is simply to fulfill it and not and not to uh, get um, uh, get benefit from it. So therefore, the benefit is just secondary, is a side point, and uh, one can this uh, this vow, uh, this neder would not even work. So Rava just modifies the language. He agrees in principle with uh, with with Abaye, uh, whether it's the um, the it's the object or the action. And so, if you said the sitting of a sukkah is prohibited to me, well, then that's the object of the sukkah. The sukkah is prohibited that for me to sit in. That is a binding neder, whereas if he makes a shivua, I will not sit in the sukkah, then that doesn't work because he already has an obligation to sit in the sukkah. He cannot take upon himself an opposite obligation. All right. Abaye and Rava just showed why we can, in fact, use this pasuk 
uh, to teach that you cannot make a shivua uh, regarding a mitzvah, uh, because even though the pasuk says neder and shivua, but there's a fundamental difference between the nature of a neder and the nature of a shivua. So only a shivua is uh, where we apply that you should not profane your words, but you can you can profane uh, words about a mitzvah because that is going on you, on the person, and so you should profane your words if you obligate yourself against the mitzvah. But the neder, since it does not apply to the person, but rather to an object, so there, therefore it will apply even if the object happens to be an object of a mitzvah. And so this, in fact, is the source uh, for the law that a shivua does not apply to a commandment. And now we ask a question. Hold on. Did you really, are you going to really learn it from that pasuk? We have another pasuk from which we can learn the very same thing. Why, do we need, why would we need to? Let's say someone takes an oath to nullify mitzvah. This is not going to put on tefillin. And let's say he does not nullify it. I mean, he puts on tefillin against his oath. Can it be that he's going to be liable? for violating his oath because he did a mitzvah Different pasuk in Vayikra. If a person makes a makes a swear lehara to for bad or for good, for negative or for positive. Now let's compare. Now we're going to compare the negative to the positive. Just like doing something for um for good is something that you can decide to. it's an optional action that you didn't have to do but you decide to do it and so that is something that is non is uh is non-obligatory uh, so too hara so too uh, preventing yourself from doing something and doing something wrong also has to be referring to something that is totally permitted totally optional like i say i'm not going to eat so just like a positive vow uh, is something that is not is is something is about something that is totally uh, voluntary. So too the negative has to be something voluntary, a voluntary action that I didn't otherwise have to do or not have to do were it not for the vow. And this excludes someone who makes a swear. Uh, to not do a mitzvah, and then he did, he fulfilled the mitzvah, um, that this swear would not take effect because this is not a voluntary action. If he makes a vow that he's not going to put on a, a, a shivua, that I'm not going to put on tefillin, um, and then that, well, that's not a voluntary action because actually I have to put on tefillin. So that lehara, that negative vow that says I'm not going to do that, will not apply because it's not a voluntary action. It's something that's already commanded. So here we have another pasuk in Vayikra from which we can learn the very same uh, principle that a shivua will not apply to a commandment. So why do I need two? And the final answer is I do need a, both of them because one of the pesukim what I need to tell me that I do not have to bring a korban that I would normally bring if I violate a shivua. If I made a shivua regarding a commitment not to do a commandment and then I did the commandment, I don't have to bring the korban. But maybe there's still a prohibition. So I need the other pasuk to tell me, no, there's not even any prohibition at all that, that uh, shivua 
does not take effect and I actually should violate the, 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 the swear and fulfill the misvah because the swear never applied in the first place. Baruch Adonai Amen v'amen.